something, perhaps the year of living by the skin of his teeth on occupied Gerion, or merely the fact of having been born a sly and ruthless son of a bitch, had given Major Rowan of the Tanith first a certain edge. He could usually smell trouble coming. That morning, he could definitely smell trouble coming. As edges went, his was as fine and sharp as the one along the blade of his straight silver war knife. At dawn, with the twin suns beginning to burn up through the petrochemical smog across the city bay, he left the regimental billet and walked down to the Rock Creek wasteland of the Bayside Revetment. There he wandered as far as the bridge and crossed over to the pontoons in front of the island guardhouse. The pontoon walkway clunked underfoot. Looking down through the mesh, he could see the water, toxic, brown and frothy. The massive galvanic plants along the bay, Adeptus Mechanicus developments that powered and lit the Hive City's core systems, had just flushed their heat sinks and filled the coastline with its morning dose of radioactive effluent. There was steam in the air, steam that stank of sulphur and rolled like a fog bank, white in the sun's light. The waters of the bay and estuary had been corrosively acidic for a thousand years. It was sobering to think that anything still lived in it. But things did. Just below the surface they squirmed and moved, leech-mouthed, slug-slick with dentition-like crowded pincushions and eyes like flame. Ron could see them. "'following him beneath the surface, a dark, wriggling mass. "'What gave them their edge? "'Was it the sound of his footsteps, "'the passing heat signature of his body, "'pheromones, his shadow on the water? "'They were survivors. "'They had adapted to their environment "'instead of allowing it to kill them, "'and they killed anything that threatened them. "'Just like him.' Three Urdeshi troopers were manning the guardhouse. They didn't know him, and he didn't know them. They weren't his concern. He had chosen that particular morning because it was pretty much the last chance he was going to get before the regiment shipped out. The point of no turning back had been reached. But still, there was the nagging discomfort of his edge. Something was off. Something was wrong. He'd chosen the wrong day to try it. Maybe the troopers suspected him of something. Maybe they were wired up for some reason. Maybe something had given away his true intent. Under ordinary circumstances, the doubt would have been enough to make him abort, turn around and go home. The uncertainty would have been sufficient to make him blow it off and try again another day when the odds were more favourable. Except there weren't going to be any more other days. It was now or it was never. There were no more chances. The monster, that monster, should have been dead long since. Justice and decency demanded it, and only the dedicated efforts of good men, who ought to have known better, were ensuring the monster's salvation. Dedication. Ron had always possessed a measure of dedication. He knew what was right and what was wrong. He knew when an order was a bad thing and needed to be ignored. He knew that sometimes a man had to be counterintuitive. A man 
had to do what looked like a bad thing so that everything else would be right in the end. The monster was destined to die. Its death was required, demanded. Efforts had already been made by more than one interested party. Ron couldn't stand by and let things carry on. Ron was a man of serious convictions, after all. Thankfully, they'd all been wiped from his record the day he joined the Imperial Guard. The Urdeshi watched him as he approached. What did they suspect? Did they know what he had really come for? He stopped at the outer cage gate. The Urdeshi troopers wore black metal pins that indicated they had been seconded to serve the Commissariat's S Company, the close protection and security detail. They asked him his name and his business, and studied the papers he passed through the metal letterbox. One of them took a long time over the contact permission document, signed by Ron's commanding officer, as though he had literacy problems. They let him through. They checked his ID tags. They eyed his tattoos with scorn. He was some kind of heathen farmhead from an agri-world, an indentured barbarian, not a proper fighting man from a civilised place like Urdesh. Only his rank kept the insults at bay. They took his sidearm, put it in the guardhouse locker, and made him sign for it. Then they patted him down. The Urdeshi had been fairly thorough up until that point, but now the long night shift and a clutch of caffeine headaches began to show. Ron had been patted down by the very best in his time. He knew precisely how to twist or turn, innocent movements that looked like balance-keeping, so that even somebody taking the pat-down seriously could be misled and misdirected. Ron kept his hands raised. By the time they'd finished, they would believe they had methodically checked everywhere, where, in fact, he had kept them entirely clear of one or two areas.' 